Greetings, my name's Rick and welcome to all the audio coverage from a blog to watch for everything that's going on in and around Watches and Wonders, Time to Watches and all the other brands that are just pitching up in hotels in Geneva to speak to us about their watches. We have interviews galore for you, so hopefully you're going to enjoy the one that's just about to pop up and if you do, then subscribe to everything else on the Spending Time channel and search for a blog to watch weekly on your podcaster for all the news and reviews of the watches that you're about to hear about in these interviews. Enjoy. Well, we welcome to the show Joe Kirk from Grand Seiko, the brand curator of all of America, so I'm told. What does it feel like to be a brand curator, Joe? That's a very good title. I like that title. It's a, it's a, it's a, very, uh, it's a very unclear title, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, what do you do for a living? I'm a curator. It sounds very, yes, very right. last night at the museum. <laughs> You running running around big museums with uh, on horseback, etc. Uh, well, thank you. you. Know, I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. Really. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for giving us a little bit of a sneak peek as to what's coming from Grand Seiko for Watches and Wonders. And I have to say, having received uh, your sneak peek amongst many other sneak peeks from other brands, I'm particularly excited by what I have seen today. So we're going to launch right into it with what I think is already going to be a watch that's going to be in all those annoying top fives lists that are produced at the end of the event. And this is a new watch, brand new complication from Grand Seiko, and you're calling it the Tentagraph. So tell us what the Tentagraph actually is, Joe. Oh, it's uh, it's very exciting. It's It would be my pleasure too, of course. Uh, so, you know, for, for many years, uh, Grand Seiko fans and collectors have begged to see a mechanical chronograph. We've had spring drive since 2007, but at this point, uh, you know, we have not released a mechanical chronograph, not at least until, you know, we did it right. So basically, we have introduced our Tentagraph which is our very first automatic chronograph. Of course, it's high beat 36,000 because, you know, that's one of our specialties. But, um, you know, it would not be possible for us to do a mechanical chronograph without the basis of the 9S A5 caliber, which was introduced in 2020. So basically, uh, when we announced the 9S A5 caliber, which is the new slimmer uh, 80 hour power reserve, 36,000 frequency uh, caliber, you know, we announced it as the basis for a new foundation for Grand Seiko's future. And I don't think many people got the hint. Uh, maybe <laughs> they did, and I just didn't hear about it. But, you know, what's next for 9SA5 is, was really a question in my mind. And so after hearing that statement, and so uh, naturally, you know, the, the chronograph is a, a feature that Grand Seiko has done very proudly since 2007. But to introduce it in a mechanical format uh, was was the big push. So it is a modular chronograph, uh, which does still incorporate the vertical clutch and column wheel system. And one of the big benefits of not only this, this movement, but this caliber in general, is because of the design of 9SA5, we've been able to um, basically reduce the effect of activating the chronograph on the overall performance of the movement. So the, you know, typically when you start a chronograph in a mechanical watch, the amplitude will drop and sometimes substantially, but with 
this new caliber we're calling 9SC5, the Tentagraph, is going to have a minimal uh, reduction, even compared to integrated chronographs. So quite a quite an impressive feat uh, for a modular chronograph. But at the end of the day, that's the design of this new dual impulse escapement that's really giving us this benefit. So yeah. So describe what it looks like for those who are listening in this morning, because this may well go out just as the watch is launched. They might not even have seen the photographs of it hit Instagram as yet. <laughs> their their first thing might be the show notes of this watch. Give us a, a description of it. Of course, yeah. So we have the uh, basically the the Tentagraph's design will fall into our Evolution Nine collection. Mm -hmm. So for those that are familiar, Evolution Nine was the the same design concept or philosophy that we used for the White Birch last year in in Watches and Wonders. We introduced a sports take on the Evolution Nine collection with Spring Drive chronograph. Uh, two GMT designs and also a diver design uh, that were incorporated into the Evolution 9. So now we have uh, a new Evolution 9 sport design that is uh, exclusively utilized for the Tentagraph. So it'll be smaller than our spring drive chronograph at 43.2 millimeters. Uh, it does have a crown protector. It does have much smaller pushers than uh, than our standard uh, spring drive chronographs. So I think people will be fans of that. Uh, a little more, you know, um, let's say, uh, you know, uh, hidden, uh, not not as uh, not as bold. But you know, I, and I like the bold design. I yeah, have yeah. a spring drive chronograph myself with those with those big pushers. So, but these these definitely much lower profile. Uh, the bezel is zirconia ceramic with tachymeter engraving in uh, in in the design, and then uh, box shaped sapphire crystal with a uh, you know tricampax design. Basically, your sub dial is at the three o'clock for the continuous running seconds, and then you have your minutes at the nine and and hours at the twelve, and then you have the date window at approximately the four o'clock. Uh, we also uh, are doing a blue date wheel. Uh, which is a first for Grand Seiko to not do it in a silvery white or or black uh, to match a blue dial that is uh, the Mount Iwate texture. Yeah. Um, so the the ridges of Mount Iwate. No, it's a spectacular looking watch. I particularly like that in this very competitive sector of watches that you know there are one or two other watches that spring to mind that might look a little bit like this. That I do like the fact that this is proper forty three mil watch. It is a proper sizable piece of luxury in the wrist so i really like it and i i'm a big fan of date windows at 4 30 personally i like the fact that all the the markers are there in glory we're not missing one out so no this is a particularly attractive looking watch talk us through the testing method because there's a bit of a change in the process with which this watch is checked for regulation which adds an additional three days to the process uh, of of this tentagraph correct so you know when we're developing a new caliber especially something that we haven't done before uh we did something similar with kodo uh hmm. where it has a constant force uh you know uh, incorporated into the Grand Seiko testing standard. So our Grand Seiko standard, uh, you know, is negative three to plus five seconds per day mean daily rates. Uh, typically, we test for 17 days across mm -hmm. uh, six positions yep. and three temperatures, uh, which has a secondary testing uh, variable for temperature. So for the Tentagraph, 
We do that same process without the chronograph running. Uh, it's the same test as you would find for the regular Grand Seiko standard. However, there's an additional three days tacked on, still within that negative three to plus five, across three positions with the chronograph actually running. So that's, uh, you know, for, for those that aren't familiar, you know, to, to certify a chronometer, uh, let's say, is, is a, or a chronograph as a chronometer, uh, this, this would not be applicable, um, this aspect of, of our test. So this particular instance, this is a, a new way to ensure that the performance is still as high as it would be, um, but with chronograph actually in use. Very cool. Yeah, proper testing of the whole watch. So, yeah, an amazing piece of testing for this watch. And so just to make it clear, when you say that this watch is rated at 72 hours power reserve, that's on the basis that the chronograph is permanently running. So you actually get three days permanent run of this chronograph without any impact on the timing, which is quite a phenomenal achievement. If you weren't running the chronograph, what would the power reserve be, do you think? Uh, so, you know, similar to the 9SA5, approximately 80 hours. Right, okay, so that's it is... That's the base a, module there. That's the base module. No, excellent, looks great, really like the loom. Not, not a lot of loom use in Grand Seiko, but for this one, of course, you know, especially in the sports models. And also uh, have titanium for the, the high-intensity titanium alloy for the case and bracelet. So very lightweight and comfortable. So, Yeah, it is going to be an absolutely spectacular all-rounder watch. They've obviously changed it from 9SA5 to 9SC5. Do Correct. we have any, can you drop us any hints as to the next letter that's going to change? Is it going to be a, <laughs> you know, an M for minute repeater or a G you know, for I mean, GMT? <laughs> <laughs> I would love any of those, especially the minute repeater. No, I, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I, I wish I could predict the future on that one. I think that there's, I, I think there's endless possibilities though. That's, yeah. that's the beautiful thing of this new movement, uh, you know, that uh, the, at least the basis uh, for 9SA5 you know, this dual impulse escapement uh, movement, we really can do anything with it. And, yeah. you know, this is, I, I think, uh, you know, a great start. Absolutely. But, you know, all good things come in time, of course. Yeah. No, phenomenal release. Really looking forward to seeing this one in the flesh. Recommended retail is around $13,000. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So for US, it would be 13700 Excellent. I'm sure these will fly off the shelf. Are these going to be released immediately after Watch and Wonders, or do we have to wait a few months for them to hit the stores? It will take a little bit. Uh, you know, we should start deliveries in June. Excellent. Um, it's not too long. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still going to be, let's say, um, you know, capacity. Um, so, <laughs> let's say that uh, we can expect small quantities to start hitting stores in June. Um, you know, it'll take us, it's similar with 9SA5, you know, it'll take us time to really be able to, to, to continue to put it out, um, you know, but not limited edition. That's another beauty of this model is it's not a limited edition. It will be continuous production. Just the production scale, let's say, will be small. Good stuff. I look forward to seeing that. Now, there are two other main releases uh, that you have shared with us prior to the show. One is in the Grand Seiko Masterpiece Collection. And this is something that Grand Seiko do really, really well, but probably just don't get the the eyeballs seeing this kind of work. I don't really understand why, but this 
Masterpiece Collection is a jewellery watch. Give us the starting on this watch. So this is uh, an extension of what we introduced last year is a limited edition, going to be eight total pieces produced of uh, a new take on the White Lion. So in our micro artist studio, we craft, you know, we handcraft with, uh, you know, very labor intensive finishing, some some really spectacular movements. Um, the first from the micro artist studio ever used in Grand Seiko was the eight day power reserve movement, which uses a three barrel system. And uh, has this beautiful depiction of Mount Fuji with, uh, you know, Lake Sua and the sparkling city lights of the city of Sua influencing the design. And so this caliber, um, you know, is is really, I mean, kind of uh, significant in the sense that it's a tribute to to Shinshu where the where the watch is made. Um, so we house that in what we call our Tokyo Lion design. Uh, this is a ultra flat faceted case um, with an incredible difficulty in Zerat's polishing. Um, you know, the wider, the flatter the surfaces are, the sharper the edges, the more difficult the case is to polish. And in this instance with Platinum 950, a tremendous, several times the difficulty of the uh, high intensity titanium we've used in previous designs. So for this iteration, uh, we're obviously we're doing diamonds, uh, but we're instead of uh, last year, we used black spinels. Uh, this year we'll be doing uh, sapphires. And instead for the centerpiece of the dial, instead of the lion's main texture we had last year, we're going to be doing a deep blue mother of pearl. A very, very lovely watch. 112 diamonds on the upper surface and 60 more cut uh, into the case and bezel. Looks wonderful. I'm not sure it will really go with my farmyard existence, <laughs> but there's absolutely no reason why that means it shouldn't exist. It is a very lovely looking thing with an amazing accuracy in the 9R01, so 10 seconds plus or minus a month and eight day power reserve. So, yeah, once you've put this on, there is basically no reason to take it off. And why would you want to? Exactly. Grand Seiko then, following on from I think the watch that probably broke Grand Seiko very much onto the scene of many a watch collector, which was the original Snowflake, which was followed up more recently by the White Birch. The White Birch gets an additional, it's not a function, gets an additional flair to it in this hand-engraved manual winding spring drive limited edition, the SBGZ009. I am not sure how to describe this other than dear photographer friends who are about to go into the halls at Watches and Wonders, good luck getting a good photograph of this watch because this is going to reflect light in all sorts of directions. So t tell us what's special <laughs> about this, which is just going to make it a nightmare to get immense photography of it. So... It, it's actually it's quite a pleasure to to photograph. I uh, is it? Is I, yes, it? I did a preliminary test run. Oh, very so, good, very good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's spectacular to shoot. Um, so with this, <laughs> uh, you know, people may recall in 2019 we introduced our first series of hand carved cases from mm -hmm. the Micro Artist Studio, and so which is actually uh, done by the Jewelry Studio, the same team that does the stone setting on the previous model. So. The Micro Artist Studio has, um, you know, the 9R02 caliber, which is our smallest uh, in size, and also has a three and a half day power reserve. 
uh, beautiful finishing, some really intense anglage, uh, you know, on that particular movement. But, you know, this movement is housed in a hand-carved case, and that's what catches mm-hmm. everyone's attention. So in 2019, we did the platinum with the snowflake texture. Um, in the beginning of 2021, we introduced a take on it where it was kind of a starburst pattern with, uh, you know, kind of a curved, uh, you know, radiating uh, pattern with yep. a blue, uh, what we call stardust dial. And then this year, we're introducing what we call the Majestic White Birch, which is our ultra birch model. Uh, this has the- <laughs> More birchy than any birch has ever been. <laughs> That's right, it's, it's an intense uh, field of birch. But uh-huh. the dial pattern is uh, near the same of what you would see in the Spring Drive uh, Evolution 9 model SLGA009. However, the mm-hmm. dial is curved uh, and has hand, is, is uh, actually carved for the Grand Seiko uh, logo as well as all the markers. Basically, anything you see on oh, the right, dial okay. is actually carved into the dial, not printed. So the, di- so the Grand Seiko logo and lettering is all hand-carved as well? It's Yeah, it's carved, uh, not, I wouldn't say like uh, completely by hand. Some of that has to be, uh-huh. you know, uh, you know, milled machined yeah 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 ultra ultra high precision um you know it's it's, i mean you can look at the smallest text down at the six o'clock hour marker and uh you know that's obvious indication but it's you know it's it's really a spectacular dial but really the the crown jewel is the case carving Mm -hmm. and so with this you know the case carving is much deeper much wider space and and grooved uh than what you would see you know the most similar model i would say would be the 2019 snowflake iteration um but this is a bit more intense um in terms of the actual carving itself it's a little bit more let's say dramatic um and you know emphasized so Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is done by hand so it's effectively somebody being given a lump of platinum normal case and then hand carving it with the appropriate tool bit by bit so everyone is entirely different from another yeah you know i mean they they strive for perfection and achieving Mm. the same pattern but there will be you know because it's all done by hand yeah uh you know you have to have have some leeway um yeah the the carving process yes is uh so basically they create and craft the case first and it's even Mm -hmm. they even zots polish it before they start the engraving process oh really yeah which makes it worse i think i don't know (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) polish this thing and then carve it all up That sounds like watchmaker torture. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, no, they, but they do such a beautiful job, and that's one of the one of the best parts. Is you know the the highest points, uh, let's say on the case, are you mm. know still retain that that amazing brilliance of Zeratsu. and then yeah. you know even I mean even the grooves in everything that's been carved um, is still very beautifully polished. So you know mm. there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of character to say the least. Yeah, you'll need to check the website at blogtowatch.com for the photographs of this, but uh, this is amazing. Uh, talk us briefly through the movement. This has an interesting uh, aside to it, which is the torque return system. Yes. So this uh, this particular caliber, the 9R02, is uh, you know exclusive to Grand Seiko, has basically um, you know the smallest size with the longest duration, uh, let's say. So it's longer mm-hmm. than any other um, manual winding spring drive calibers that we produce at three and a half day power reserve. And Mm -hmm. it achieves this through two different methods. Um, 
you know, we have uh, the uh, dual uh, dual spring barrel. So, mm-hmm. it, without a visual, it's kind of hard for me to explain. But uh, there's basically two main springs stacked on top of each other within one barrel that uh, you know work in parallel that that wind and unwind simultaneously. And so, with that, they also incorporate the torque return system, which you know, when you manually wind a watcher, it's automatically wound and, and it's at a full power reserve. There's always this uh, excess torque that just ends up lost in transmission. So mm-hmm. the torque return system is essentially a series of gears that come back and rewind the barrel while the torque is very high. So in this instance, for the first 48 hours of operation, it's actually rewinding itself. Right. And, as long uh, as that, is it really 40 hours? Yeah, it's it, it's wow. it's a brilliant thing, and uh, you know, mm. once it hits that 48 hour uh, mark, then it disengages and you know runs the rest of the power reserve normally. But uh, that torque return system takes a three day power reserve and turns it into 84 hours. Excellent. Now there'll be 50 of these produced. Having seen it, I'm not sure they're going to last very long because this is quite a feat of artisanal watchmaking. So, yeah, very impressed with this. Look forward to seeing this Thank as you. well yeah, at the show. <laughs> yeah. A- any any other any, any other releases we can expect to see? Any surprises? Can we expect a surprise when we arrive? Or is there something you haven't told me? Well, you know, there's... Uh, so the, the, the stars of the show... Uh, you've mm-hmm. seen, but we will have uh, this year. We're doing it a little differently than we did last year, and we've introduced uh, you know a good portion of of uh, regular production models that will cool. that will fall in the catalog as well. So we have you know good. Um, a new take on on our diver, uh, you know the Evolution Nine diver we introduced last year. Mm-hmm. We'll now be doing in blue. Um, we have okay. uh, a green spring drive GMT triple time zone. Uh, that's Ooh. beautifully done, um, you know, and a handful of other great, you know, continuing production models. So a few new ladies pieces, um, but all, you know, uh, you know, pre-existing movements, um, similar case designs that you've seen before. So excellent! I very much look forward to seeing it. And the thing I liked most about the Grand Seiko stand last year, obviously, the watches were magnificent, but you had really comfy seats, which for journalists who had been walking around all day, it was really nice to come and get a chair. Have you got lots of seating this year? Oh yeah, yes. You will. Uh, you you will have a, a nice, comfortable, uh, lovely smelling lounge as well with the uh... excellent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I look forward to experiencing my posterior on your leather work and uh, experiencing all the watches that you've got to display. So thank you very much for joining us, Joe. Safe travels from the states over to Geneva. Uh, my pleasure and thank you yeah appreciate it rick and safe travels for you You don't have to go as far as i do but uh, no i'll probably end up being much later than yours my my (laughs) mere pond hopping in comparison to your ocean traveling will probably take me twice as long with the paucity of airlines around here but never mind (laughs) look forward to seeing you cheerio my pleasure take care thank you Thank you very much for listening to this interview. Please subscribe to the Spending Time channel and subscribe to a blog to watch weekly for all our weekly news and reviews content from the gang at a blog to watch. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.